Cases motherfucker 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Texas Underground Radar. I'm your host, Jay Vass. And this is your boy, Mr. Never Die. We got a special guest with us today sitting right next to him. As we were saying earlier before this was recorded, <laughs> <laughs> this man doesn't get the, uh, the, the, you know, the props he deserves. Um, it might be by design. You know what I mean? It might not be. We'll, we'll get to know more about it. Joining us today, Mo Hustle. What's up, man? What's up, man? I'm glad to be here today. Appreciate y'all for having me. Oh, really? It, it, it sound as energetic as the first time. Let's try that again. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> now, as we said, um, you guys might see these around. Mexican pineapple. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, and, and we're gonna talk to the to the creator himself, man, and, and get to know Mo Hustle yeah. and everything he does. Cause like I said, there's a lot of things you do that that might go unnoticed just because yeah. Like you said, you don't post everything you got going on. You know yeah, I, mean? I definitely don't post half the stuff that I uh, do and uh, go through. You know what I mean? So, you know, I'm going to let you take control over that. You know what I mean? On, on yeah. what kind of questions you ask. You know what I mean? Sure, so, man. This this is, you know, we're going to let, uh, we're going to let, never die. We're, hand, we're, we're handing it over. <laughs> you, you're hey. never die. Hey, nah. this ain't just about the artists, man. We we trying to dig in deep into the culture and we're getting the business people in here. We're going to try to solve some problems, man, see how we can grow everything, you know? Yeah. And what better than have one of the main promoters and managers from the city here represent somebody, somebody that put shit on, you know what I'm saying? Like, look at the Mexican pineapple, like, and you help other people get their own sodas. You put money in people's uh, pockets and shit, so gotta give respect where it's due, man. Right, right. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, um, so you, you you do a lot of things, and, and I just wanted to get um, what you consider yourself, man, because you, you're a promoter, you're a manager, um, you put on a lot of big shows out here. Definitely. I mean, and you're bringing out artists that don't really come out here as much, you know, they're not being put out here, so that's one of the things that, that you do, but I feel like when I talk to people that, that do multiple things, they either consider themselves a manager and don't like to be called promoters or consider themselves promoters and don't want to be considered managers. What exactly would you say Mo Hustle is? Yeah, so, you know, that that's a very good uh, way to explain it. But, uh, yeah, so I, I don't give myself one title because there's just so many, you know what I mean, and um, more than what the people actually see. Yeah, motherfucking hustle. Yeah, so that's where the name Mo Hustle comes in yeah. because – it's more, more hustles than one. You know what I mean? And um, I thought that was the perfect name. Somebody gave me that name. And, uh, you know, I just ran with it because there's just so many things that I do. And instead of, you know, when you usually see a hustler out there getting it every which way, whether they're selling clothing out the trunk, CDs out the trunk, whatever the, whatever their hustle is, graphic design, promoting, you know, putting shows together, touring, whatever whatever it is that they do. And when you see somebody doing multiple things nine times out of ten, you're like, damn, this guy's crazy. He's all over the place. You know what I mean? And so we kind of put it all together under Mo Hustle, you know, because it's like they say, if it ain't Mo Hustle, it's a slow hustle. You know slow what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what are some of the highlights of, of your career? So that way the people can know. I mean, I know a lot of it, yeah. but why don't you tell the people, like, some of the biggest shows that you put on, some of the artists that you've managed? Well, like, I, I guess if we were to start somewhere like that, like, you know, people don't know my background, really. You know what I mean? So they don't know, you know, I came from the, from the struggle. You know what mm. I mean? Like, um, 
was real hard for the young Mo Hustle. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But uh, you know, to out the trunk is where it started for me. You know, uh, artists these days don't get to uh, go through that. You know, so yeah. they don't know nothing about that. You know, they just got the digital platforms. They don't, they don't have to go out. Well, they do have to still go out there and do what they got to do. Yeah. But some of them ignore it. Yeah. Some of them say, well, that's old shit. This is digital. You know, um, we don't have to do that. And I'm like, yeah, you're crazy. It's important <laughs> because, being in people's faces, man. You, you, you can be um, at home posting shit online and being on all the platforms. But if you're not getting in front of the crowd, if you're not taking yourself on the on the road, you know, you're really not doing it, yeah. you know? You're not doing it. You're not You're not touching these people. You're not shaking those hands. You're not taking those pictures with these people. You're not building that network properly the way it's supposed to be. Online can do you good things, but you're not going to get that genuine relationship in. You know what I mean? With, yeah. with Especially with the saturation. There's so much yeah. saturation in the game. So yeah. Well, there's so many rappers. There's, there's yeah. so many rappers, but, you know... Um, some stand out other uh, more than others because they do more. Yeah. They put in that work. They uh, they invest in themselves. They don't come up with an excuse. You know what I mean? But yeah, so so Mo Hustle, where where he comes from is uh, Acres Home, basically. Uh, but before that, I lived all over Houston. Uh, I was brought up in group homes, foster homes, since I was four years old. So, you know, I've been around the whole Houston. Um, as a kid, I grew up in Magnolia. Uh, South Houston as well. So I just about just been all over, been you know. All uh, over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been all over. But where I think I, you know, when I left the group homes and stuff, I ran away, end up in the streets. And so I had to, you know, get a little bit of that street life in, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And um, that was mostly in Chicago and also when I, um, here in Houston, in Acres Home. So, you know, um, went through the struggle. I was the guy on the floor, <laughs> sleeping, in, sleeping, sleeping on the couches. You know, didn't have shit to eat. You know, it, it was hard. It was very hard. Because you, you go from a, a group home or a foster home or a shelter and everything is provided. And you run away like, man, there's something else out there for me. You know, thinking that there's something different on the other side and you just jump out to it and, and to have nothing. So you, you got to go through that. And uh, so being in Acres Home... That's when I ran into uh, uh, some of the legends, you know. Uh, well, they weren't legends at, at that point, so let's make that clear. They were getting their start, you know, uh, in the business. And uh, there's a Swisher House and, and uh, uh, Papa Smurf and, and Lester Roy and Archie Lee and, you know, the Big Picks and the Big Tigers and the 50-50 Twins and, you know, the... They're all legends now, you know, but yeah. um, was in the studio with them and uh, through one of my homies, rest in peace, Steven Sadler. You know, um, he was a young uh, producer and um, his uncles were the Swish House legends, you know what I mean? And they would come and record and I didn't know shit about nothing, man. I, I just... I had the weed, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I had the weed. So I'm not going to, well, their Mo uncle. Hustle, the, Mo their, hustle. Yeah. <laughs> their uncle was um, one of my best friends, you know. He had a regular job or whatever. When he get off, he'd come over like, man, where the weed at, you know. And fucking I'd be like, man, there's a fruit bowl right there. Just roll the shit up. <laughs> and we used to smoke. And uh, one day, he would always come to my house. So I never knew what he had going at his house. 
One day I said, man, I'm going to go smoke these guys out, whatever. I'm going to smoke him out. I didn't know about the other guys. I pulled up and I said, man, where's uh, Don at? And they say, uh, Don, Uncle Don's at work because that was like their ne his nephews. And, uh, you know, and so I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll just come back after he gets off. And then something just made me ask, man. I say, do y'all smoke? And he says, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, we smoke. I said, oh, well, shit. I got some weed, man. Let's smoke, fuck it. <laughs> and so I walk in, and then that was my first action as far as the studio goes, you know. And uh, everybody was in there recording, and it was the young producer, uh, Steven Sadler. Um, they called him Steven Side. And so he had all the legendary artists in there, you know. That, that, that was the young nephew. They had taught him how to record, and he... He fucking took off with the shit. And um, so I'm in there. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm in there, you know. And this is my uncle, Swisher House, this, that, whatever, Lester Roy, uh, Archie Lee, all them guys. And um, what happened is crazy. This is how it happened. I smoked them out. I said, man, I'm going to go run to the store and grab some, some snacks or some shit, right? And um, while I was at the store... Across the street was a car wash. I said, man, let me go wash my car. When I washed my car, a dude was selling CDs in the parking lot. And he goes, man, I got, you know, two short bone thugs, this, that, whatever, you know. He had everything. He was bootlegging, basically. But I was like, yeah, hell yeah, let me get that, let me get this, let me get that. Man, I want all this shit because I'm going to put it in my collection. And so I probably spent 60 bucks that day on, on just CDs. And I thought I, I, I thought that was great. I was like, man, it's sixty dollars, man. I got every fucking <laughs> rapper shit right now. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm about to be jamming, you know. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I take the shit back to the studio. I said, man, look, man, I just bought all these damn CDs. And uh, I was excited, and he kind of like shot me down. He says, man, you a dumbass, bro. You bought all of them damn CDs. You spent how much again? Sixty dollars. I said, yeah. He goes, bro, I can go buy a hundred pack right now for fucking twenty dollars and I can burn you every one of them CDs. And I'm like, damn. So then I felt like a dumbass, right? <laughs> I, I didn't know the game. So I say shit. And I start doing the math. I'm like, if you get a hundred copies, you could do some shit like this. You know, but I was like, I, I don't want a bootleg, you know what I mean? So I don't want to do that. And he's like, Well, look, I'm gonna make you a mixtape. And I'm gonna put these guys that are in the studio. On there, we'll, we'll chop up some some new shit. You know, that's what the Swish House was doing back then. That's yeah. how DJ's crew did it, you know, and multiple other uh, DJs at the time. So I was like, fuck it, you know, let's do it. So let's get started. And then I started, uh, he put the shit together. He said, man, just give me 150 bucks. I'm going to put it together for you. And, um, you know, that's when it all started, basically, Damn, for me. Dope. And then... Then I just had a silver fucking CD, and I'm like, so what do we do now? And he's like, well, you got to get some artwork. And I'm like, okay, how do we do that? And the fucking dude, uh, he was like, yeah, we got a guy down here. His name was, uh, at the time, uh, PKT, Pimp Killer Thug. He, he's also H-Town legend, man. Uh, I haven't seen him in a minute, but he used to rap, but he used to do graphics. Him and uh, T. Piper. I don't know if you heard of T. Piper, but, but yeah, so... $250, a, a, you know, a layout, you know, and I was like, damn. So, you know, me, I ain't really have much money, you know. I yeah, fucking them graphics wasn't cheap back in the yeah, day. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't cheap, bro. It ain't no $50, $40 yeah, people want to nah. be spending. And so I paid it, and I figured out I paid it. And then after that, I jumped out there and had them fully pressed. 
went out there and I stung them all over the neighborhood and people started hearing their music, even the ones that weren't known yet, you know, and it was like, wow. So all over the north side, all down Cross Timbers, when it was North Line Mall, I used to get jammed up because I didn't know who was who, you know, that they had uh, sound waves in that little shopping center by the Hungry Farmers and shit across yeah. from North Line. And I used to be out there jumping between cars, selling CDs, and uh, I used to get jammed up by the manager from uh, Soundwaves. Yeah, let me see what you got. And I used to pitch him whatever, and he's be like, "Man, you can't be selling this shit right here. My store is right there. That's, that, that's why I'm here, you know." And I'm like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> so you know, I, I went through my shit, you know. And um, do you still have a copy of that first mixtape? Man, I don't, bro. Yeah, I don't. But I, I, I see. Um, you know, there's been so many mixtapes that people don't even know about. Yeah. But they're like in the hundreds, you know what I mean? Like crazy shit, you know what I mean? But I wish, yeah, you know? But I, I see some of them, but they're all scratched up. But, I, you know, I still see the covers, and I'm like, wow. You yeah, know some I mean? legendary but, shit, man. But, yeah, there's been hundreds, hundreds, hundreds of mixtapes. And uh, so after that, what happens is um, I get in the full grind. I'm going hard. And um, that's just in Houston. And... Uh, there was a label back in the day called Break Yourself Records, and uh, the, the CEO was Iceman Q uh, from the north side. He used to have a, actually, since, since you know about Hater Proof and all that, he was part of that. Uh, Big C's used to have a shop in that flea market, if I'm not mistaken. No, you know what? In the same, uh, what, what, what is that? Is that Little York over there? But Little York in 59? Oh, no, yeah. the flea market. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. old flea market? Yeah. Well, he had it in the same shopping center. Big C's had his thing. But there was the guy, uh, Iceman Q. He he had a shop in there. But he was a manager. And so I had never been around no record labels. I mean, of course, we was with the Switch House stuff that was forming at the time. And uh, Papa Smurf um, was one of the artists. What happened is what happened. Their uncle was moving this chicken. And he goes, oh, y'all niggas got to go. <laughs> You know what I mean? And so out of nowhere, he didn't tell him what the fuck. He just like, y'all got to go. And so they came knocking on my door. <laughs> and it was Steve. It was the young, the young producer. And he came knocking. And he said, Uncle Don kicked us out. He kicked everybody out. And I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, he's like, yeah. And I got to, you know, I man, I need to stay here, you know, basically. And, uh, and, and I got Papa Smurf with me, my uncle, Papa Smurf. And, uh, you know, we need a place to, to crash, you know, basically. And so what I did is I I, was, I looked and said, man, you good, but Smurf, you know, like I don't even know him like that. And he goes, man, I promise you, man, it's my uncle, man. It, just please, man. You know, I was like, all right, you know what? I thought about it. I said, fuck it. I moved my kids out the front room and I moved them to my room, basically, because they were babies. And so I, I made the front room the studio room and, and, and let them stay there. And uh, that, that that that's when it started with the music. And uh, Papa Smurf, he was a young rapper uh, out of the north side of H-Town, which he was incredible with the freestyle. And, you know, he he would pop up at um, all of these, um, uh, I don't know, everybody respected him. In Dallas, when we went to Dallas, he was rocking with DSR. He was the young, the, 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 the young one, you know, he yeah. was cold. And so, you know, when we went to uh, Dallas, a fat bastard. You know, he was the first one to, you know, jump in the studio with him. We went to San Antonio. Uh, Live Ola and Mark G and Kylie and them guys embraced him out there. Uh, you know, all over Texas, he had that love. And so 
my for the my my first road trip that they they came and they pulled up. It was Iceman Q. He says, "Man, you know you riding with us?" I said, "Yeah, I've been up all night burning CDs and putting them together so I could go on this road trip." <laughs> and then I got another lesson that day. He says, "Nah, man, you can't come on our trip with all that stuff. You got to come on our trip and sell what we got." And so I'm like, "Man, I I, I, I had a it wasn't even in a box, bro. It was a big ass garbage bag." And so he looked at me like I was crazy. And I said, look, you allow me to take my CDs on this trip and I'm going to sell yours and I'm going to sell mine. So don't worry about it. And he thought about it. He says, all right, we're going to try it out. Hit him with that package deal. <laughs> and, so, and, and so what happened is I go on this, this road. We, we, we went all over to Texas, you know, all over Texas on this trip. And... Um, so then I got introduced to the road, and uh, what happened is I sold all of my shit, sold all of his shit. Like, he was very happy. He was like, man, I ain't never seen nobody grind like you. So he was like, anytime you want to come on the road trip with me, you're more than welcome. <laughs> yeah. You feel oh, me? Really? And then so what happened, the second trip, he threw me on someone else's uh, uh, road trip, and that guy was an agony life. And so uh, he goes... I'm going to put you on this road trip. And I think it was like a two-week trip to Florida. That's what it was. So my second trip was all the way to Florida with Agony Life. And uh, he had some different rules because, you know, he's a he's a real grinder. You know what I mean? He's a, he's, he's, he's really he, he's, he's big time. So I learned a lot of entrepreneurship from Agony Life. But uh, Iceman Q pressed up his um, CDs. You had uh, the Gorilla Funk Click, which was Archie Lee, Lester Roy, Papa Smurf, Ace Nate, and Kuda Bang before Kuda Bang was signed with the Switch House. And uh, that was what we were repping at the time. And we had Planet of the Apes, uh, double disc mixtapes, and we had uh, we had all kind of shit going on. But he, he, he packaged those up, and he says, you're the one in charge of my CDs on Agony Life's trip. And, you know, I want you to sell my stuff. But he was taxing the hell out of me. On them CDs. Hmm. And so I'm on the road. I learned that I had to pay my own way. And this is for all you artists out there tuned in. You got to pay your own fucking way. You, you, you can't expect nobody else to carry your fucking baggage. You know what I'm saying? And if anybody does, they're lying to you. Those are lies. So learn how to carry your own baggage. You got to pay for your own room. Pay for your own gas. You got to drive. I don't give a damn if you, you ain't got no driver's license. You still got to <laughs> take your fucking turn. I had to do it. You know what I mean? Boot camp. You know, and, pay and your that's dues, man. Take you know, your dues. You know, I had to go through that boot camp. And so a couple of days into the trip, I'm like, agony life shit. He got hardcore motherfuckers on it. He got all the Switch House members, the Screwed Up Click, Fifth Ward Boys, uh, he had fucking A-Ball and MJG on there. He had, you know, some legends on there. And he was like, bro, I'm going to give you a, you know, a good wholesale price for it. So move mine too. And uh, I seen I was making more money with his shit. And I was just like, man, this dude's taxing me for this shit. And I still got to pay my way. So I kind of just stopped selling the other man's shit. Really, I was like, look, bro, like, you're kind of overdoing it on yeah. me. You know what I mean? And so... I helped Agony Life sell all of his shit, you know what I mean? And uh, after that, we built a relationship. And uh, he used to come to the trenches, man, and pick me up. And he wouldn't accept no excuses. Like, I'd be like, man, my, my clothes is dirty, bro. I can't go. 
Or man, I got my kids at the house. Man, I can't go. I, you know, he ain't trying to hear that shit. So it's like, <laughs> come on, bro. You gonna make excuses the whole way? Or you gonna jump? And I said, fuck it. And I, I, he goes, throw your fucking dirty clothes in the goddamn garbage bag. Throw it in the trunk. When we get to the hotel, you can wash them, motherfuckers. <laughs> there was no excuses. Yeah. And so he really was the one who put me through that boot camp. Yeah. And we started going on them trips. And for eight years, I traveled with Agony Life through the South. Damn. And so I, I learned a lot through him. He was a real entrepreneur. If, if, if y'all don't know, you can look him up, Agony Life. Um, he was the first out of H-Town to really come up with documentaries on all the H-Town legends, Texas, Texas artists. You know, he had DSR on there. He had Charlie Boy. He had, you know, all of them. You know, King Kylie's, the fucking, the, um, all of them, bro. The Screwed Up Click, Zero, all of them before a lot of people ever even seen visuals of these guys. Because you got to understand, we're talking back in the day. Yeah. You know, everything these days is yeah, I met him visual. a couple of times up at the Hater Proof Shop. Yeah. Because he was connected. You know what? Actually, Big C's did a lot of his editing on his videos. Yeah. You know, and uh, but we went through the South and we went through the trenches. We went through, we went knocking on doors. We went to the hood. We went to the apartments, you know, in Florida where motherfuckers had guns out. You know, we, we was going up to cars. People had their guns in the labs. You know, it, it was real. Yeah. But, you know, it was the real struggle, too. You're going to get the money or you ain't. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And so I learned a lot. He he, he was the first to have the his own uh, adult film. And you know, he's not in yeah. it. But he paid, <laughs> he, he paid, he paid uh, the big dogs, you know, Wesley Pipes and Janet Jack, me and all these huge porn stars, you know, shout out Slim Thug. He, he put them on, you know, on that kind of shit when they was out there in Cali. But, um, you know, so we was out there selling triple X fucking films as well. The documentary, the films, the T-shirts, hoodies, beanies. Uh, fucking you name it, bro. The drinks, as a matter of fact. And I'm glad we're bringing them up because um, these drinks, Mexican pineapple, it really comes from that history because people think right now exotic pop. Everybody, after exotic pop, they feel like they copied exotic pop. And I just want to let it be known. We've been with these bottles, right? These same bottles for over 20 years in the game. Across Texas, across the map, you know what I mean? Um... Across the South, you know, if you know Agony Life, you know. We started with the grape soda, uh, Slab Soldier Lemonade, and Slab Soldier. Uh, he's called a Slab Soldier Lean. It was, it was, it was grape soda. Yeah. But we, we got to hear it firsthand. People were like, oh man, you can mix this with the lean and you can do this. <laughs> we heard that shit years ago. You know yeah, what I mean? remember the flyers and everything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's the history on this, on this Mexican pineapple. And really, the idea came. Because me and, uh, well, basically, I, I was thinking, man, I'm going to drop a soda, but I didn't know what to call it. And uh, Filetto was there with me. He was in the other room. Though. I was like, man, what should I call this damn soda? And he goes, man, call that motherfucker a Mexican, a Mexican Coke. And then what happened was the uh, company that I have right now, they don't, uh, the cola that they make, it's kind of watered down a little bit. So I didn't want to come out with a watered-down soda for the first round, so I created Mexican pineapple, you know what I'm saying? And that's where we get that Which from. Which is pretty damn good. Yeah. It's pretty yeah, it's really good. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, I had the choice to keep it to myself and just do whatever beverages I wanted to make, but I, I opened up the gates. And I had a lot of backlash, to be honest, uh, from people around me, like, man, nah, don't let people do this and that, you know? But I'm like, nah, bro. Because it only takes one person to take it further than you. 
So if you open up the gates, it, it could go further. You know what I mean? And I was thinking, I had a bigger vision. You know yeah. what I mean? Of course, I don't let nobody touch the pineapple. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but so as far as the, uh, as far as the drinks go, yeah. What is it that these artists have to do to be able to, you know? All they got to do is contact me, man. I mean, we don't do the little, you know, I, I see people starting off small with other little companies, and that's great, you know, more power to them. But they're taxing. Them, them, a lot of those people wanted you to buy them wholesale for $5, sell them for $10, and all this kind of stuff. But let's be real. It's a soda. Yeah. So you don't want to price gouge people, you know what yeah. I mean? Even though it's a novelty, and I respect everyone with the novelty, you know what I mean? But they get the idea from Exotic Pop, you know, and I love Exotic Pop. Don't don't get it twisted, you know. Um, I think what they had was great, but what they did was at the beginning, before they had their own soda, it was that they were transporting exotic. They called it exotic because it was shit that you can't get, yeah. and they were charging people depending on the brand of it, you know, shit from China, sodas from, you know, here and there, and $35, $40, $50, $20, you know, and that's cool because, you know, it, it gave us something to to taste that we didn't have around yeah. us, and that was, like, amazing, you know what I mean? And now they got their own sodas. But it's a little different. Um, I want to make it to where it's still uh, affordable for everyone to buy it, and if you want to buy a case, you buy a case like you buy someone else's shit. Yeah, you know I, I don't want to tax. So who gonna, do you think? And he's gonna help you design it. And, and I'm gonna help you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna give it to those entrepreneurs out there. If you want to mm -hmm. get your your kid to have a lemonade, if you want to get, you know, um, you you have an idea, or if you want to just promote your business, if you got a barbecue stand and you want, you know, your own root beer or your drink or your soda, your strawberry, whatever it is, whatever flavor it is. Um, more power to you for to, to promote your own company. Yeah. So I give it to you at a wholesale price where you can still give it to the consumer for a low price. How many How many does one have to buy to get started? Well, what I do, because, you know, we have to run all the machines and stuff. So I, I try to make the minimum uh, 55 cases. You know what I mean? So we don't do the, oh, man, press me up a case and all that. Like, it's, it's too much. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, it's if not, you're going to do it, do it. And, and most people are scared. They're like, oh, man, 55 cases. It ain't gonna... I have a guy in New Mexico that he didn't want to get 20 at the beginning, but now he's moving uh, 100 cases at a time, and I got to ship him a, a a truck. You know what I mean? So the truck goes out there. I just shot a another, uh, you know, I got a logistics company that works with me. And, and and we sent we just sent some to Nebraska as well, so like we 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 have a lot of things going on, but I don't post everything that yeah. we do. You know what I mean? Because uh, because also it could be a conflict of interest for me. I could promote my soda, but if I promote everybody else's, you know, people are gonna be like, well, why you promote his? Why you didn't promote mine? Yeah. And all this, and I'm I'm the bottling company as well. Yeah. So that's what people don't understand. So that's why I just can post mine. You know. Um, but I want everybody as an entrepreneur to grow. And uh, if you are interested in uh, getting your own soda, we also got waters available. We got spring water, uh, spring water, and we also have the, you know, the the bottles. They're they're, they're called bullet bottles, but they're like uh, the smart water. You know, like the round shape. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We have those as well. And we also got the little tiny, you know, small waters as well. So, you know, there's a lot of um, room for entrepreneurs. Where I'm at, you know, we, yeah. you know, 
I like to set myself to create platforms and, and all kinds of shit. Like, I create a platform for the artists to perform. You know, I, we, we, we create a, a platform for vendors, for entrepreneurs to come out to these events and, and set up. And, and uh, from food vendors to clothing vendors, uh, people make their own crafts, you know. So, you know, it's you all put, about creating You put a money in everybody's there. pockets and everybody happy and everybody going to keep working with so, you, you know what I'm saying? I, I want to point out two things you, you mentioned. Uh, first, you mentioned, you know, how the internet has made artists not appreciate the hustle as much. I guess. You, not in right. those words, but this is me, the, what I got. Uh, and then right now you just mentioned how you put events together. And I want to take those two things and ask mm -hmm. you something. Mm -hmm. uh, you do put a lot of these big events together. Right. And like I said, you bring artists that are not out of here a lot, so it makes <laughs> it even that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. And then I see that you have opening acts of, of, of uh, up-and-coming rappers. Right. And, and this is something me and Never Die discussed on, on last right. week's episode. Um, how do you feel about artists having to pay? Let me give you my take so you get an idea of yeah, yeah. what exactly what I'm trying to say. So I feel like a lot of these artists have gotten to where they're, they feel entitled to that spot to perform. Right. And just because they get a certain amount of likes or views on YouTube, but we all know that social media in real life is two completely different things because we've seen those people get thousands of likes and then you pull up to their show and there's like 20 people there, right? right. So right. Uh, one of the things I was telling Never Die was my, my biggest issue with this is because back in our day, sound like I'm old and shit, back in our day, <laughs> you know, back in our day, you know, you, you had to put a little more hustle behind it and, and, right. and either pay to perform or they'll give you a certain amount of tickets to sell. And the only right. reason I'm okay with that is because right. It makes it forces that artist to get out their ass and actually be like, "Hey, come check me out," instead of just putting it on on Facebook or whatever or on Instagram. Hey, I'm performing Sunday. Show up, and then that's it. So right. uh, I just want to get your take as as the manager that you are, the promoter. Right. How do you feel about artists having to pay? Do you charge your artists to uh, to perform? This is this, you know I got different things for different people. You know what I mean? Like I have people that rock with me for for years and years and years, and at one point they were paying me. And I just felt like, you know what, you've been rocking me for this long. I'm going to put you on. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, the, there's people for the first time. Like, uh, for example, uh, my boy uh, Trendsetter, the one that wears the cowboy hat. Yeah. Um, he paid me he, he, the, the, the first round. I probably charged like 250 300 bucks or whatever. He came and he rocked that fucking show, man. And I was like, man, I feel you. You know what I mean? And uh, after that. I, I I think I announced it on stage. I said, man, you know what? You ain't got to pay no more, bro. Just come rock this shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that boy so, go hard. So it, it just <laughs> it just depends, man. And, and, you know, he might only had four people in, in the crowd with him. But, you know, it's good to bring your following. But the one thing I respected about him, I'm going to tell you, I respected everything about that man. First of all, he, he, he recognized an opportunity. He hit me. Hey, I'm interested in doing that show. I gave him the price. Hey man, don't worry about it. I I I got it. Come pick up the money, you know. No problem. I have no problem with him. He promoted the show like if it was his own show, uh, and then he was talented, you know. So it just depends. But it all goes to this: if you see an opportunity and you don't go for it, that's your own fault. You know what I mean? You don't. All these when you go to someone else's show, you don't know who you're gonna meet. You don't know who you're going to be in front of. You don't even know if you paid me the $250 or $100 or whatever it is that the agreement was. You don't know what I'm going to do for you. You don't know if I'm going to feel which, where you're coming from or, you know, but it's all about how you handle it. And you could come out and you could make money with merchandise. You could come out. Bro, I've done so many shows lately. 
I don't see not one, and I've had a bunch of artists. I don't even see one person coming out with their product. Like, hey, support my product. <laughs> like, where the fucking merch at? You know, I'm not going to sit there and like, be like your fucking parent and get on your ass constantly. Shit, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. But I know for a fact, and people say CDs ain't relevant these days, everything's digital, blah, blah, blah. That's bullshit. That's what they want us to know because they don't want us fucking using their, their their samples. They don't want us using their instrumentals no more like mixtapes because the, the, that shit blew up. But the real is, is if you're an artist and you have a CD and you come to me, I'm going to buy that motherfucker if you ask me. Yeah. Because I, I've been there. So I'm going to feel that. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be like, ah, oh, nah, man, fuck that shit. I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be like, man, that boy on his grind. You know what I mean? What's up? And I get people that give me CDs all day, too. Don't get it twisted. But for the, for those that, that do say, hey, man, look, man, I'm going to sell my CD for $5, $10, whatever. And I got it on me. I'm like, you know what, man? I, I'm going to support your hustle because yeah, you're doing your thing. And I tell my youngsters that. I say, sometimes it's not about the music. Yeah. It's about the, the hustle. hustle. It's about you got up out of your fucking house. You're not out there gangbanging. You're not out there dope dealing. You're not out there fucking up. But you out there. And and adults is going to support because they feel it. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's not just about I was, music. I was telling them the other day, you know, I went to this Walmart and there was this dude who's like, hey, bro, buy my CD. And I was like, Honestly, I told him, I said, honestly, bro, I'm not going to listen to it yeah. because my car has it's, it's, yeah, it don't you know, have USB, it, it don't oh, have yeah. a CD player. Right. But everything you just said, I was like, but I respect you being out here putting yeah. this shit in my face. Like, yeah, I'll buy it from you. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's in my car. I, I can't play it. Yeah. But but just... Yeah, like, so, hey. Sometimes, I, you know, I'll say, I'll keep it as a flyer or whatever, but here, I'm going to pay you. Or I'll tell him, man, keep the CD, sell it to someone else. I'll support your hustle. Here you go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You got to support entrepreneurs, especially if you're an entrepreneur and you want somebody to support you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Pack flip up, big money go get up. No job off the block. I'm a boss nigga. Why you on the block? I'm a motherfucking block nigga. OG in my hood, still a motherfucking young nigga. Uh, I'm a OG, young nigga. Chop a hold a hundred, I ain't worried about no fuck niggas. I don't fuck with niggas that be yelling gang, gang. We popping eye about that smoke, we not the same thing. Uh, we supplying all the trenches, drugs. Couple million out the block, yeah, we know the feeling, cuz. Like great, like great. We the niggas looking like we. Saw-
owe me favors, all they know is gold drill Tell your big homie, tell little homie, chill Niggas speaking on my brothers, that's the shit to get you killed Pack flip up, big money go get up No job off the block, I'm a boss nigga Why you on the block? I'm a motherfucking block nigga OG in my hood, still a motherfucking young nigga so from, so from the manager perspective, what if somebody told you they wanted your artist to pay for a show? Say that one more time. And from the manager perspective, because you also manage artists, mm -hmm. what if somebody told you that they wanted you to pay for a show to get on? Uh, for, for my artist? Yeah. Um, well, okay. If they ask me, they should already know. Who I am and what I do, you know, yeah. what, what what I contribute to the hip hop and the, and the caliber of you know artists that yeah. you that you manage. Yeah, all of that, all of that. You got me fucked up. <laughs> so, <laughs> so first come with respect, you know what I mean. Yeah. First come with the respect. But I do get people that reach out to my artists, which they probably don't know that I'm tied into them. Mm. No, because like I said again, everything is not on on social media. I don't yeah. post everything. But I, I I've I've had people hit the artist up and say. hey, pay to perform this or that man they come to me and these guys are like my nephews down there so they they come in the room hey such and such said man pay for this and i said man don't pay for that shit because you got me you know because i'm the one who's gonna do that for you you know what i mean that's what i do for the guys that are under what i do just like you do for your artists you know what i'm mm -hmm. saying now if i see an opportunity that i think is worth it i'm gonna do it yeah i'm gonna do it like if they say, oh, well, you know, um, I got this shit going on right here. Somebody hit me up, and I'm open up for Slim Thug right now, and it's just, just, you know, I say, okay, well, how much is it? Now we're negotiating a little yeah. bit. We got, we got to find out what it is. And as long as they're not, like, trying to kill the the, the, the youngsters, man, because they're young, you know what I mean? As long as they ain't, you know, because these guys got to ask their parents and shit for money, and they got to go do crazy shit, and there's no excuses. I, I get on their ass, too. I say, ain't no excuses. If if your parents ain't gonna give it to you, get up and go sell go some product. Get it. Go get it. Go fucking make yeah. it happen. If that's where you need to be, you know. If Trade the truth says I'm having a trade day or something. I feel like that's a badass opportunity. Yeah. Go get that money together. Go fucking do it. You yeah. know what I mean? Hey. So yeah, we gonna pay too. Yeah. Well, they gonna pay. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I'm saying? <laughs> they gonna have to step up and they gonna have to do what they have to do to go do it. But if it's something that I know that it's not worth it. Then of course, it's like I yeah. say, if you feel that it's worth it, and let me explain this. I'm gonna explain something. Some of the artists I work with, I ain't trying to say no names, but they um they not they might not be heard right now on the radio. Some of them are. That people say, oh well, people ain't heard of them in years. People ain't seen them on the road in years. People didn't that. Bro, listen. My advice is to network with anybody and everybody you can. Some of these artists are fucking three times platinum artists. You know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't you want to make a relationship with that person? No. Are you fucking stupid? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Thanks. Some of these people lift up the local artists that really haven't even got, became platinum, let alone three times platinum. Yeah. And you lift them motherfuckers up like they gods. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. why would you miss working with a three times platinum artist? Yeah, facts. Slap yourself. Yeah. That's all I got to say. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So when I, I get with these guys and I bring them to the city or I bring them on tour and I'm in your city, 
the best thing to do is, what are you going to, fucking 200, let, let me ask you guys a question. All right, as an artist, all right, you have no inside of the game. You've never been on the road before. You have to go on the road, right? Without any promoter, how much money do you think it's going to take for you to figure out who is who in that city? How much money? How much money is it going to cost you on gas? How much money is it going to cost you in the room? Gas alone how much is going to be And you're, you're, not gonna, just, you're not just going to show up one night and know not, everything. You got to the, multiple times gonna, go there. and Bro, you're not going to be in the club standing around like this, looking around, talking about who's who. Yeah. yeah. And then that still ain't going to do nothing. Motherfuckers go and show out in the club. They go throw money. They go fucking buy a bottle. They go act a damn fool. They, they go do a lot. There's a lot of money involved. And for people... And... and, and it, it, it takes a lot of money for you to go and find out who's who. So why the fuck you can't pay $250 or $150 or $300? I've seen people charge up to $500. I don't do that, but at the end of the day, $250, bro, is nothing for you to go and get in the network, go get on the fucking show, meet the fucking artist, Try to collaborate with him. Save some fucking money. You know two months in advance from the promotion. Save your fucking money. Get a verse from the dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What the fuck are you going to do for your business? If music is your business, treat it like a fucking business, bro. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then now, you, you, you paid for an opportunity, but at the end of the day, you got to network with these guys. You got to take pictures with them. You got to take videos. You get to call them later on and say, hey, man, let's work. You get to go to their city and work with them, and you never know where that shit's going to lead. If you do things correctly, if you just go and jump on stage, cool. You know, you get to see, you get to be seen that night. You film it. Somebody got you, whatever. You can use that forever. Um, but if you don't, there, don't waste the opportunity, yeah, man. man. You 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 put bro. that money down, get, get as much as you can out of it. Have a strategy, bro. Yeah, facts. Have yeah, a facts. strategy, bro. <laughs> Ten years from now, you're going to be saying... Man, I opened up for fucking Bizarre from D12. You know what I mean? Man, I opened up for Bubba Sparks. Man, I opened up for Dope House. Man, I opened up for the Swish House. Man, I opened up for, you know, Twister or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. take advantage of the opportunity if it comes yeah. forward. Because I'm going to tell you right now. You might have paid 150 You might have paid $200, $300, whatever it is. But me as the promoter, I have to pay six grand. So would you rather pay the $250, $300 or would you rather pay <laughs> fucking six grand? And let yeah. me tell y'all something. Sometimes it ain't all what it seems. I could pay fucking six grand out of my pocket and uh, 90, 90, they say 90% of the events that you throw as an event coordinator, you never see that money back. Damn. You lose. Damn. <laughs> you lose. Yeah. You lose. But why do we do it? We do it for the love of what we do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and uh, so we lose most of the time. You know, people say, "Oh man, he's doing this, he's doing that." Yeah, yeah there's a lot but of they variables. Don't know. And bro, and I lose, and it might be all the money I had. But what do I do? Bounce Work back. my ass off again, <laughs> yeah, and do it again. Yeah, I've been doing this shit for twenty years, bro. Yeah, you know what I mean, let me let me ask you let me ask you this, Mo. Um, as we get older, because that's what happens every fucking day. We get older. Yeah. <laughs> as we get older, man, um, people get to rewrite. History, especially with technology nowadays. I mean, I'm sure you were of that 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 the little white girl that was on TikTok talking about 
the creator of Screwed and Chat, but they called it a slow and <laughs> reverb, whatever the fuck she was calling it. So that's just an example of, yeah. of you know, how, how people decide to rewrite right. history their own way. Right. Um, I say all that to say something that's not even relevant. I don't know what the fuck I said that for. <laughs> nah, uh, so, so I feel like Texas and, and, you know, Houston, and to be specific, took a step back in the music industry, right? And and I feel, especially as, as me being Mexican, I feel like ever since SPM, we haven't had that uh, artists that people and I, and I get it the artists are out there but people are just not following it like for whatever reason like like they're supposed to yeah. so in your opinion as manager entrepreneur everything that you are what what are we lagging what can we do to well, to grow the culture I, 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 and, I can tell you right now I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you what they're doing wrong yeah they're blowing up here they're blowing up in Texas you know you got incredible artists out there I don't believe that SPM is the only Mexican artist that has done it. You know, I've been all over. See, this is the thing. See, now I'm about to get into some shit. Guys. <laughs> this is what, hey, and this is what we want because when you posted this, when you shit. posted this on Facebook, yeah. I, I told I told Mr. Nevadas like, we, this is why we need more on yeah. here because you know what you're talking about and you're right. Yeah. As much as I love SPM's music, there's yeah. been a lot of other artists. So I'm gonna let you talk on I, that. Go, I, I fuck take with us SPM, there. man. I fuck with the shit. You know, I've been a fan since I was a kid, and that's great. You know, I've worked with all. the... The, the dope house, you know, those are all my brothers and sisters, you know. Um, went around the, the country with them. There's a lot of fan base. It's huge. There's, there's a lot of love out there, a lot of dope house soldiers. And I got a lot of love for them, too. The thing is, bro, okay, some people ain't ever left their spot again. That, that we, we, we go back to that. Some people live in a neighborhood and ain't never left that motherfucker. Yeah. So they don't know what's going on in the country. You know what I'm saying? They don't know what's going on in the world. But... A person like me, I done been all over the country like multiple times, like thousands of times. It's ridiculous throughout my years. And I know different markets. People don't know that there's different markets. Like with Agony Life, I rode through the South for seven, eight years, and that's the black market. That's what I call it because some of the our, our black artists here in Texas, they never go anywhere other than the South. You know, we used to do Louisiana, Alabama, Mississippi, Florida, Nebraska, you know, uh, shit like that, Atlanta, you know, but they never go to Oklahoma, Colorado, uh, New Mexico, Arizona, Cali. They don't go up there. They don't bother. They just bother. They just do the South. And so the Mexicans do that stuff up here. You know what I mean? But the Mexicans, they don't go to the South. When was the last time you seen a rapper go to motherfucking Louisiana? When was the last time you seen them go to like Alabama, Mississippi, Florida, shit like that? They don't. Not with the music. So I've experienced the different markets. And so I said that to say this. In Cali, you got a bunch of Latin rappers, of Mexican rappers, okay? Uh, and they're very, very successful. You know what I mean? They're very successful. Like they, not just because, see, this is the thing is we got to hold our culture H-Town you know, or Texas, period, as a whole. L.A. is like a brand. You know what I mean? Besides the music, it's a brand. So when an artist comes out of L.A., people in China are like, oh, he's from L.A. You know, they want to be cholos and shit. And same that, as and, Texas. And China. So it's the same thing as far as Texas. But Texas, we don't, we, um, we support the black artists. And as far as the Mexican upcoming artists, they really don't, you know what I'm saying? But they only, and if they do, it's in only within Texas. 
And so what I feel like a peso peso, for example, right now, he's going hard right now, right? All right? He's with Sauce Walker. He, Sauce Walker put him out. He's doing great numbers in Texas. The dude, what is the other motherfucker, Lil Vent in Fort Worth? Yeah. Start beefing, whatever. It caused some controversy. Now people everywhere, they're seeing it. The thing is, is that them guys, they're doing well because their numbers is up. They're getting paid good checks. But they need to get out of this motherfucker. Yeah, you can. Me and Big Pokey had this conversation the other day. Screwed up, click. Any legend, Lil Kiki, you know, uh, Big Pokey, ESG, uh, all them guys. You know what I'm saying? They get paid well in Texas. They don't have to leave Texas. They're good, right? But I'm like, bro, you guys get booked Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You got all fucking all the way to Sunday. You getting fucking booked here in Houston. But you got to want to go to other fucking places too, bro. And he's like, you right. You know? And I'm like, bro, you ain't been to fucking Denver. I was the first to take Lil Kiki to Denver. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I hosted the Zero show out there when Zero went for the first time. You know? And Zero was like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know I had this much love out here. But you will never know if you don't go. It's a curse, yeah. man, because so, Texas is so big, so we just get used to staying yeah. in Texas. And so I feel like the Cali artists, there's like a whole lineup, bro. Little Rob, Mr. Criminal, motherfucking. You got Miss Lady Pinks. You got, uh, what, what, what's her name? The um, Miss Crazy. You got, uh, you know, um, uh, Mr. Capone. You know, of course, he he's not Mexican, but he was from a Mexican neighborhood. But he's like an icon out there. You know what I mean? He got song with Snoop Dogg and shit. You know what I mean? Like, they get embraced more than our Mexican rappers here in fucking Texas. Why? You know what I mean? Them motherfuckers go on tour. That They go to Arizona. They go to fucking Colorado. They go travel everywhere. But they don't come down here to Texas either. So that's another thing that we got to talk about is right now I'm working with a lot of Latin rappers from... Uh, the West Coast, and we're going to be bringing them down to Texas, down to Houston. Like, I, I don't know if y'all know, but, you know, uh, King Lil G. I, I, I was the first to bring King Lil G to Texas, you know. Back in the day, we did a tour with them. They reached out to me to say, you're one of the biggest promoters in Texas as far as uh, Mexicans, and, uh, you know, we want you to work with us. And this, this is this guy, King Lil G, you know what I mean? And uh, he didn't have a name at that time. But we, we, we brought him down. We built a relationship Again, it's all about building relationships. And look where he's at now. Like a Snow the product. You know, when she first came to Texas, like, we were just talking about that earlier. You know, she, she was at a low cost. Nobody really knew who she was. But the, the power of that, you know, embracing people that you see a vision on. You know what yeah, I mean? And facts, later facts. on, they're going to be this this monster Superstar, that you wish you would have yeah. worked with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh, for example, King Little G, Snow the product. They're up there. For you to for people to say SPM is the only Mexican that's making noise and fraud is it that's a lie. That's a lie. Look at Kenny Lil G rocking that shit. That boy living in mansions, bro. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? He's rocking big shows. He's he's doing he's getting brand deals. He's getting look look at Snow the product. Have you seen her crowds? They're fucking crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like Peso, peso. He got to, you know, a lot of youngsters on peso, peso right now. I just feel like he got to get a little bit out there. He got to get more out there. Yeah, he's getting the love. He's going to get the legendary bread. He's going to get that five to eight racks, whatever it is he's charging. But still, don't get in your comfort zone. Get out of Texas. 
Because there's more people out there. Yeah. Well, remember, we were talking about this, yeah. like, you know, having to step out of Texas because yeah. once you label yourself as a Texas rapper, that's all you are, a Texas yeah. rapper. Hey, and, and another thing, we have a lot of hate between each other, and that's that shit got to stop. You know, uh, Cali moves together. When you see these guys headlining car shows, you see the MC Magic, you see MC Magic, Baby Bash, Little Rob, Mr. Criminal, Mr. Capone. You, you know, crazy. you see those guys, Miss Crazy, you know, you they they the MB writers I can't forget, mm-hmm. you know the MB writers you know Zigzag and all and Dose and all them doing their thing, and so Big Gemini you know out of Dallas you know what I mean like people are their own kind of legends like so don't discredit them people just because you feel that they ain't shit, them motherfuckers is shit to somebody yeah. you know yeah. what I mean people somebody buying their shit right yeah I was, so I was thinking about that earlier. there's way more legends bro there's way more down south legends bro I was thinking about Gemini earlier that uh. He had did a remix for uh, I think a Shantae's record, yeah. and it got so big that Murder Inc was trying to sign him yeah. because he wrecked that hole so He's hard, big. and they started getting spins on radio stations and everything. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people don't know the history too, and, yeah. and you know, and there's a lot of confusion and there's a lot of hate. I feel right now, like when we came up, we respected the OGs, we we respected the Snoop Dogs, the Easy E's, the Ice Cubes, the, the shit like that. The youngsters these I days. I thought you were gonna start rapping that verse. Yeah, you know, <laughs> what, I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. But the, the 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 youngsters these days, they feel that that they call us old heads. Yeah, yeah. the old heads. <laughs> y'all don't know what y'all talking about. You know, they don't give no motherfucking credit. You know, but how the fuck y'all expect to go through what the fuck we've been through? Yeah. We are the eyes, bro. We've been the there knowledge. before you. Yeah. You know, so you gotta you, you gotta understand that we're gonna put you through that wave. You know what I mean? And sometimes the youngsters gonna grab their own shit, and it might work out for them. Yeah. But at the same time, you still gotta respect the OGs. Yeah. You know, like you. Before I even met you, I heard people in Dallas for work because you know I was out there doing a lot of big shit, mm-hmm. and they would bring you up. You know, Mister Never Die. You know, and to me, I ain't never. I was like, who? I didn't know. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But they were like, no, nah, he's a legend out here. You know, and I'm like, I ain't never heard of him. You know what I'm saying? What is the music? You know, and they, they, they schooled me on your stuff, the uh, Latin Embassy and stuff like this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, people out there talking for you. You know what I mean? Like, that's how you know you got the love out there. You yeah. know what I mean? So, and it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. When you've done something continuously for more than eight years, you got a master's degree in what the fuck you do. Nope. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If you got to go to school every fucking day, school, I was taught that by a college professor. They say, it's not about you going to school every day. Well, it, it's, it's about you going to school every day, really. It's, it's about you showing up every fucking day for eight years. It's showing yeah. that you're consistent. But if you're out here doing the fucking music shit and you're doing it every fucking day, I'm not talking about sitting in your goddamn house every day. I'm talking about going and networking, getting on the fucking road, flying, getting on the bus, getting on whatever the fuck you can fucking do. Paying them dues. Getting man. out there. Believing in For yourself. eight years? Yeah. You a master at this shit. Yeah. And now we got YouTube. Yeah. So you can't make an excuse to learn how to do shit. You know what I'm saying? Go. YouTube, tutorials. That's YouTube University. That's, that's, that's how we in here. But that's the thing, man. It's got to be a balance. The OGs got to fuck with the new new shit, and the new shit got to fuck with the OGs. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We we all need each other. Yeah. The OGs got the knowledge, and, and the youngins, they got the new way with them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They got the new style, they, the new technology. They up on that shit. So yeah. we all just got to connect and, and, and make and it work together. I, you know, we had this conversation at Crim's Crib, and I was telling y'all whenever 
uh, how a lot of the you know OGs don't want to put you know the the new school and you know they, they, they don't want to put them on for whatever reason. Yeah. And my thing is, their excuse is always, "Well, nobody ever showed me the way." Nah. Right. But I feel like nah, if our bullshit. if yeah. our OGs failed us, let's not fail the new Facts. generation. Facts. We got to make a change, let's, man. Let's yeah, like let's. It's like uh, what's his name says. Uh, he says um, he says uh, if you ain't putting on these young niggas, you ain't an OG. You a old flea. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and yeah, I like that shit. I was like, okay. You know, but, uh, you know, I got youngsters, man. I see youngsters and I, and I just feel their talent, man. It gives me the fucking, you know, gives me that that feeling, you know, yeah, deep down yeah. inside. I'll be like, man, yeah. you know, we got to get you out there. You uh, know what maybe. I mean? And right now, uh, speaking of them, right now we got uh, Sebastian, of course. He's in Cancun right now doing a show. So he's out there yeah. in Mexico right now. And uh, so... Um, that's amazing. Like he, he's more targeted to be an international artist, and and you know I, I respect that because I, I feel like he got that. And, tell, uh, uh, tell the people some of the artists that you manage, yeah, so, so that way they so, know. So right now, I, okay, for many years people been wanting me to be a manager, and I've I've, I've always said no. He, even legendary artists in Texas, and I I just don't do it because it's a lot of energy and it's a lot of yeah. It's a lot of shit, man, to have that title. You know what I mean? You you yeah. gotta hear people's baby mamas. Uh, <laughs> I found these numbers in his pocket, and he told me they were your numbers. <laughs> and I, you know, you gotta be like, all right, uh, yeah, I I um, told him to hold it for me, so <laughs> you know, so my chick won't see it. And you know, you gotta you gotta you know you gotta play that role, right? <laughs> and so you know, I'm always the blame. The manager's always the blame. And so I never wanted to get back in it, but uh, I I. I discovered Sebastian. He was at the um, fucking um, at Tex show. Uh, what is it? Straight, straight out, out of Texas. Texas. I, th I think it was straight out of Texas. I, I, or either that or it was the Hustle Town. It was the one at Mesquite. Straight yeah, out straight of Texas. Out of Texas. It was straight, straight out, out of Texas. Texas. Okay, yeah. yeah. So it was crazy because these days the way shows are operated, people don't wait to the end. They go do their performance and they get the fuck out. Yeah. And they take their crowd with them. And so they had a lot of performers that night. And I stuck around through the whole event. And uh, some of the last performers, Sebastian was one of the last performers, and there was no crowd in there. Everybody had pretty much left. And uh, I was with this chick, man, and uh, she came to see me out of nowhere. I didn't even know she was coming. I walked out the door, and she seen me. She was like, oh, I was here to see you, whatever. But if you were with somebody else, I'll just go back home. And I was like, nah, you good. Come on, man, whatever. <laughs> and so, fucking, I take her in, and, uh, you know, I was like, well, let's go sit up front and let's go see what's going on up front up here to this, whoever's performing. And um, I got to see Sebastian and, and and I was like, wow, this dude's fucking talented and there ain't even nobody here, you know, like towards the end. It's weird. And so I told him, man, I'm going to let you open up for Bubba Sparks, man. Hit me up during the week. And um, he hit dope. me during the week and everything that I visualized when I was sitting in that seat for him, he already had done. Like, he already had, uh, um, he sent me these videos, man, and I was like, what the fuck? This is on a different level. There's some dope-ass shit. Like, he has, uh, right now, you guys can tune in. Uh, you can go to YouTube. Uh, you can look up Sebastian with Paul Wall. Sebastian featuring Paul Wall. Um, that one is an incredible song. Uh, and some of them don't have as many views. Like, the Paul Wall one got, like, Almost two hundred thousand or whatever, but the the other ones, you know, he got a song with Cap G, uh, but it's it's like a fucking movie, you know what yeah. I mean? I'm like, dude, this is some real cool shit right here, you know? 
And uh, just him, everything that I visioned when I was watching him on stage, he already had the shit done on a different level. And I was like, dude, we got to do some work, you know? And uh, so we've been taking him to all these shows lately. But I think I'm about to put a stop to the shows unless they're book shows in Texas because we already done ran around everywhere. Uh, so we want to focus outside of Texas a little bit. Um, and I already got them booked in shows in Houston already. So if, if they ain't booking them, we got to take them somewhere else that we haven't been into unmarked territory. And some of you artists that are listening, that, that's what you got to do. Sometimes you got to get back to that drawing board and say, what have we done? What do we need to do? Mm-hmm. And, and you need to refocus and um, do things that you haven't done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Get in these shows. Get on these these tours. Get on any opportunity that you can, even if you have to pay for it. Like, get out there. Get yourself out there. Network with people. Don't 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 pay to go to fucking, say, uh, L.A. or something to do a show. And you go in there, you rock a show, and you don't meet nobody. Hmm. Go over there and find out who the fuck, who, who's who. You know, network with the artists that are performing. Network, you never know where that shit's going to take you, bro. You never know where they from. Yeah. You know what I mean? You never know so, who in the building. Besides Sebastian, uh, we got Camp Stone. And uh, Camp Stone is um, basically, yeah. And, uh, you know, I got I got one of my artists right here. Well, we, we got two of them right here. And uh, 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 J-So, he goes by the name J-So, also a.k.a. Hate J. You know, and we got John John the Great. And so, you know, it's something special about these guys, man. Uh, through the struggle, um, Hate Jay right here, uh, he he's like a nephew of mine, you know what I mean? So he grew up in in a, in a musical family. Uh, shout out to Cosmo, a.k.a. Tybris, you know what I'm saying? That's his nephew, man. And uh, he got a story of his own, man. I don't want to put too much out there, but, you know, his mother has a lot of kids. That she's like a sister to us, and uh, you know, to where, you know, he's like a brother to me. His uncle is like a brother to me. You know, Cosmo. He took him in, you know, to to take some of the burden off, you know, his mother. So when he took him in, he got to be around us, you know, around the music. So he grew up in the music with us. You know what I mean? And so. I didn't know that he was sitting there, you know, writing shit on the side and stuff like this until years later I came back and he's like, man, I be rapping, man. You ain't hear my shit. And I'm like, you be rapping? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and so when I went in there, I'm like, dude, this shit is some good ass shit. And he, and he, and he carries it like a professional. That's the crazy thing, you know. And, uh, and then he got his partner right here, you know, and his partner is John John. He's family too. Uh, he, 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 he's growing with us a lot. And his family's from uh, New Orleans and Beaumont and all that stuff. So, you know, he caters to, to you know, this is the Hulu connection, the Houston-Louisiana connection, you know oh, what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, you know, so they both got their own thing uh, together. And, uh, you know, it's working pretty good. We, we, we've been popping up at shows lately. And uh, they were solo artists, individual at first, and then now we're creating this thing called Camp Stone. And so um, y'all make sure to... Look forward to that. Uh, we got some amazing, we got some amazing fucking songs, man. Like, oh. and they live with us. So, I'm in one room doing all my mastermind and shit. They they feed off of me too, but then they'll come in the room and be like, "Man, you gotta hear this shit," or I'll hear some shit in the hallway and I'll be like, "What the fuck is that?" And every day these guys surprise me. Mm. Every day they got new music. Like, I'm like, what the fuck? These guys got some shit going. 
And so they're working on the album. Do you guys know the album title yet? Oh, you're going to call it Camp Stone? Okay, so it's going to be called Camp Stone. Coming soon. And and it's crazy because these guys have so many songs already done. And we're trying to pick which ones are for the damn album. You know, yeah. we're like, because a That's lot a of them. a good problem to have. Yeah, well, well, <laughs> well, a lot of them sound like records. Yeah. And you're like, you know, it's amazing. You know, some, a lot of people don't know the, the meaning of record. You know what I mean? They, It's not a song. It's not a. A track, it's it's like it gives you that certain vibe, like it could be on the radio. It's a record, it's a it's a jam, like you're like, wow, you know. And so these guys have records, you know what I mean? And 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 they're amazing. And I can't wait to let you guys hear some of this stuff. Already. But I, I've been telling them not to post it yet. I've been telling them don't <laughs> upload this shit. Don't post everything. Yeah, because people like to post all their music. That's another thing. People like to just Throw all their fucking music out there and hope something's gonna happen, and they yeah. get a bunch of low numbers and they never focus on one thing. Yeah, you know. So some people might make it that way, and that's cool. But me, I, I don't want to run it like that. I want to run it to where we throw some singles out there and we we promote those well, get those numbers up, get the following going off of those, and we can move forward. You know what I mean? Already. So, so, so that, that's that's what you got going on as a as a manager. As Talk to us about these upcoming events you got. You you posted on Facebook the other day, and you got a yeah. you got a. I mean, well, happy years well, already. What is the thing? Yeah. See, so manager's a big word. You know what I mean? A lot of people say manager this, manager that. You know, I've, I've managed artists in, in the past. I've had relationships that I felt like the manager as well because I had to do a lot of shit. I had a lot of job titles. You know what I mean? Like right now, for instance, like I, I, I took Bubba Sparks on a whole tour, you know, across Texas. And uh, before he jumped out there again, and, I, I, and you know, so I just like, hey, let's, let's go for it. You know, and he fucking rolled with me, and we, we went everywhere with the shit. Uh, right now, we got Bazaar from D12 coming out, and he's starting to work with me, which I've asked him for whoo, almost a year now. I've been trying to get him in there, and uh, finally, he, somebody vouched for me up there up north, and they hit him, and they said, hey, man, you need to work with him. And uh, after that, we, we cut the deal, and now we got him coming to H-Town, and... Uh, I'm working on some other tour dates. We're trying to get them to Dallas, San Antonio, um, West Texas, you know, Odessa and Midland. I want to bring them to the Valley. We're, we're going to bring them back out. And uh, not that he needs it because he has the whole tour set up right now. He's he's going crazy right now, you know. Uh, Bazaar is a little crazy, man. He's a crazy one. I don't know if y'all <laughs> seen this guy. He's, 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 a, he's from Texas, right? Uh, I, I don't I know. I that. know he's came out here, but I don't know. He He might have family, too. Oh, Maybe really? even in Dallas, I don't know something, but all I know is he's crazy. If you look, if you listen to Eminem's fucking lyrics, yeah, yeah. you know Eminem's fucking nuts. <laughs> he says everything crazy. He talks shit about himself, all that kind of shit. Well, Bizarre is from that breed, yeah. you know. Yeah. He is from that 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 group right there. Uh, yeah. It's like they say, uh, he's the popularest guy in the group. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, uh, yeah, so. You know, it's an honor to work with him. I grew up, you know, anytime I work with legends that I grew up listening to, you know, I love it. And, it, you know, it, it gives me that fire to keep going and, and pushing these guys. You know what I mean? Because, man, I've, I've done work with so many. It's just insane. I hate the name drop. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, boy, that's just, you know, and it's an adventure every time with these guys. And sometimes you could open a can of worms as well. Yeah. You know, but my thing is growth. You know, if I already work with everybody in Texas for years and years and years, let me bring somebody else. Let me, you know, not that I'm going to stop working with them. I still work with them, too. But but I want to grow. You yeah. know what I mean? I want to, 
You know, I, I've worked with everybody, a lot, a lot of people in the uh, Latin market and, you know, the, the, the Mexican rappers in the West Coast and, you know, the, the, the Mexican rappers in Texas and, the, you know, um, uh, I, I just want to open up more doors and that was the goal at the beginning of the year. That's why we brought Bubba Sparks. We did that. We, we, we made a relationship with him. We made a relationship with his management. Uh, shout out Charlie P. Um, he, he always be holding it down. He also manages uh, Young Buck. You know what I mean? So ho- hopefully we can see some young buck in the action yeah. pretty oh, soon. Really? You know what I mean? Um, and he's the one who had to make that car for Bazaar. I said, man, I've been here trying to hit Bazaar. because man, you trying to hit that fool. Let me, let me make that call for you real quick. <laughs> and he made that, he made that call. You know, it, you know, it worked out. So that's yeah. why it's very important to network and to and be put about yourself your in position, bro. Yeah, put yourself in position. Yeah. You know, I didn't know at the beginning of the year when I thought of, hey, let me expand a little more let me get out there let, let me let me uh make some new let me build some new relationships this year you know what i'm saying yeah i didn't know it was going to take me as far as it take me so far you know what i mean like and it's still growing you know who knows okay if i'm building a, a relationship with bizarre from d12 how the fuck you don't know that you're going to grow from he, he might go back to fucking detroit and tell all the other legends out there, hey man, you need to fuck with Mo Hustle, yeah. or you need to, you know what I mean? You don't know what's gonna happen, bro. Yeah. Every conversation is so, important. So, so if I'm building relationships from bringing these guys out here, as an artist, as a, a opening act, or even if you pay two fifty for a slot or whatever it is, how do you know you ain't gonna build that same fucking relationship? Because it happens. Yeah. Like shout out Big Big Cree in San Antonio. I brought Bubba Sparks out. He did a fucking song with Bubba Sparks. He did a, he did a video, all this stuff. So, and he's connected to Charlie P and Young Bucks manager and all that. Now, you know that he he loving Big Cree. You know what I mean? Shit like this, like he's building networks. You know, yeah. Lil Young. Shout out Lil Young. Shout out Lil he Young. did he did a a, a a song with Bubba Sparks. It's in the vault right now. He did a whole video and everything. Oh, so, you know, people that network with these guys that come out. They get the features. They do whatever. It's a business plan. You never know what the fuck it's going to bring to your table. Yep. Yeah. So why not pay that little bit of fucking bread? It's capitalize capitalize on them opportunities, multiply, man. Multiply, triple. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. Bro, you know, put put as much under, you know, you know, what I've learned, bro, through my 20 years is you're making history today, you know, and some of these yeah. artists, they don't think of it that way. Yeah. But if they knew it was that way, they would do everything in the you know right now. Yeah. If I'm bringing Bubba Sparks, jump on that shit. Go network with him. Go fucking do a video. If I'm bringing D12, go work with him. If I bring Twista, go work with him. Go network with him. Go do a video. You know what I mean? And 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 it creates your fucking history. Yeah. And it could it, it could easily be history in your city as a whole. Because yep. later on, ten years comes by and they say. You remember that time I opened up for fucking D12? You remember that time I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Opened up for Twister. Adding to your resume. You know I'm saying, yeah, you added to your resume, bro. Hell so, yeah. so why would you sleep on your own fucking history, bro? Pay your fucking dues, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pay your dues until you respect it on a level where they say, you know what? You ain't gotta pay, nigga. You wanna come, come rock it, or you have the following to put your own show on, and you got a following just for you. Yeah. Every day, even though I've been in this for 20 fucking years, bro, I'm like an artist because I still 
have to make myself relevant. And it's sad, but I have to. Yeah. You know, some people still discredit me. They still say, oh, well, Mo Hustle ain't doing that because they look at what's online. You know what I mean? Even though I show number work online, but they still feel that way. They still feel, oh, he ain't this, he ain't that. And I'll be like, you know what? And even though I'm humble, man, sometimes, sometimes I got to be an asshole. Sometimes I got to be like, you know what? Fuck that shit. You motherfuckers want to see some shit? Let me get this bitch crunk again. Let, let, me, let me pull out a whole schedule. <laughs> let me make motherfuckers uncomfortable a little bit. Let yeah. me fucking do a whole schedule. Right now, I got dates till November. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I'm still and I st I'm still adding <laughs> dates in between all of those those months. You, you got an event tomorrow, shit. You yeah, know what I'm we got an event tomorrow, yeah. man. You know, Killing uh, it. South Houston. And you did show last week with Big Pokey. Yeah, you yeah. Know, last week, you know, I'm, I stay working, bro. Yeah. Like, you know, my energy is unmatched, bro. Like. Who else in Texas, you know, there's there's promoters out there in Texas in different cities. Um, but I'm not a, just a local promoter, bro. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's, what, states. that's what separates me from everyone yeah. else. I go on tour. I take artists on tour. I take them to different cities, different states. You know, I, I've done shows for years in, in Colorado, years in, 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 in different places, you know, uh, Cali and Arizona and New Mexico and Oklahoma and all over Texas from, you know, Dallas, San Antonio, uh, Fort Worth, fucking Corpus Christi, McAllen, Harlingen, Bronzeville, you know, you name it, Tyler, I mean, uh, Tyler, Texas, uh, you know, fuck, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's, that's what separates me from all of the other promoters. Like, you can't put them in the same category. If you're a promoter in that city, you're a promoter in that city. I'm not just in my city. I'm everywhere. I create a platform. What I did at a certain time, I learned that there was people in every city that wanted to come to H-Town. You know, so I wanted to bring them to perform, give them that opportunity to come to H-Town and perform. Give them the opportunity to perform in San Antonio. Give them the opportunity to perform in Dallas. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the difference. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Some people don't know the difference, bro. Yeah. Let me let me ask you this, man. Since you, you know you, you gave us a quick background of everything you do, yeah. uh, before we let you go, I want to know one thing. Mm. Out of everything that you do, what is it that you enjoy the mo the most, and you feel like you've accomplished the most? Really, is just, man. I mean, as far as enjoying it, I I, I love traveling, uh, traveling and food. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, every, everywhere you go. There's oh, you different have that food show too. Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere you go, there's different food, you know. Yeah. So I love to go to New Mexico and eat green chili. I love to go to Denver and 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 fuck with their uh chubbies, the smothered burritos and shit. <laughs> I love the and it sounds ridiculous. I love to fly to Vegas. Not for the casinos, but I love to go eat tacos el gordo. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love that shit. Yeah. I love to go to Cali and eat asada fries. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, just like I love our Texas barbecue, you know, yeah. our soul food. We got soul food. I love to go to Louisiana and eat Cajun. You know what I mean? I love yeah. to eat, you know, like food, man, food. You, you know what they say? In in this uh, in this world, you, you only get two things that create you an orgasm. And one is sex, you already know. And the other one is food. <laughs> so if you take sex and food away, you're fucked. You fucked. You know, you might want to, you know there'd be uh, single old men that are diabetic and shit, and they're old and a motherfucking, and they can't eat good because they're diabetic, 
And they single, so they ain't getting none. <laughs> they, they fucked. <laughs> I'm like, man, if I get to that stage, it's over for me. Uh, you know for I mean? the plug. But look, be, be, before we end it, uh, I, I didn't get to mention it, but yeah, like, you know, uh, Carolyn was was one of the managers, you know what I mean? I mean, well, I was one of the managers for her, but I started off, you know, on the road, and she seen me with Agony Life and them, and, you know, she, she played a huge part um, with me growing as well because that's where I learned the Latin market. You know, like she didn't even know that we had the Latin market like that, cause yeah. me and her went out there together, and and discovered it. You know what I mean? And and we went city to city, state to state with one of her most successful albums, which was the Medicine Girl. You know, and uh, I used to have to push the uh, Castellana one. That that was the one that was before me, but I, I I sold out the rest of those, and then we moved on the the Medicine Girl album, which we pushed a lot of units out the trunk. Uh, we put her in the stores. You know, I was the one who went in the stores and, and put them in. Some of them, she handled a few stores, but I, I handled a lot of them. Uh, and not just that, I wasn't just a manager, but I was a street team as well. Because I was telling her, man, you're, you're, you're an artist, you know, like, let me go do this the shit. Business. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and I would jump car to car if we were at a fucking gas station, if we were at a car wash, if we were at a car show, whatever it was, uh, through her struggling times, it was me right there with her. Yeah. You know? So, man, as we said, man, there were many, many hats, man. <laughs> and, and it was dope to get, you know, uh, the story of how everything got started from Old Hustle, man. And like I said, you know, we we know everything that you do, everything that you got going on. Uh, but we just wanted to share with people that might not know. Because like you said, if you know, you know. If you don't. Yeah. And a shout out to the rest of the Dope House family because I work with all of them. You know, I brought them to different cities. And, yeah. you know, from the Lucky Lucianos to the Juan Gattis to the Rashid, the OG, the Dope House OG, Rashid, that's my boy. Uh, right now, well, I've been doing a lot of work with Rashid, and that's one of the most humble artists to work with. So, definitely, definitely. You know, if you want to tap into that dope house uh, market, yeah. go fuck with uh, Rashid. Rashid for real. That's the OG. And uh, just in case, too, I, I played a part in that. You know, uh, some people don't know, but I'm the one who brought um, just in case to the dope house, like before he even met anybody in the dope house. Yeah. Um, there was an opportunity that that came about. And I was talking to Sylvia Coy one day at uh, Sugar Hill. And she's like, man, I ran through a bunch of artists today, and they all suck, and this and that. And I said, well, I'm going to give you somebody, you know. Uh, he's very consistent uh, every time. You know, and he was one of the guys that paid to be on some of the shows, yeah. on my shows for years. He used to come out with Big Cree and all that. Uh, when I did a show in Colorado, everywhere, and he would travel. But he, he wouldn't mind paying, and he would come out. And he would show up, and he was consistent, and he was talented, and I believed in his talent. And so, when that opportunity, he used to tell me, "Man, my awesome man, uh, I know you could take me there. I know you could take me there." And he believed in me as well. And so, when that opportunity came, and she told me that, I said, "Well, I'm gonna bring somebody for you." And I showed her. And uh, that night, I went home and I called him. I said, "Man, I got you a record deal at the Dope House Records." And he was like, what? He couldn't believe this shit. And I said, yeah, I'm telling you. And uh, I gave him the, you know, Sylvia called him that night. And by that weekend, he was at the Dope House. You know, up, so man? we got him a Dope House deal. So, yeah, that, that was Mo Hustle. He's still Dope sure. House or he's just out there? Uh, well, he's out there with Dope House right now. He's out there with Carly Coy yeah, touring everywhere. Yeah, I've been seeing him around with Carly. Uh, I'm not sure as far as uh, if he signed a Dope House, but he's moving like the Dope House. I know... Uh, Carlos vouches for him, and, and he's out there putting in the work. 
So, Alrighty, you know, shout out Justin Case. Shout out Justin Case Just and Carl much, much respect, bro. Thank you for everything you've done for the culture, sure. bro. Yeah, for real. Sure. We appreciate sure. you, man. Appreciate your time. You and once again, if you don't know, now you know this man wears many hats. Yeah. And he does a lot sure. for the culture, you know, not just for the Hispanic culture, but for just the culture in general. Yeah. And and again, we appreciate you, bro, coming coming in here and, and uh, I, I appreciate y'all for recognizing that because a lot of people don't. You know what I mean? So it's I rough when you behind the scenes, man. A lot of people don't see it, but we gotta yeah. bring it to the light for real. Th those that have been in the business for years, they know. Yeah, yeah. facts. And those that ignore it, fuck you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> All right, shit. Once again, you're watching Texas Underground Radar. Mo Hustle, we appreciate you, man. Yo, I really appreciate it. Texas motherfucker. Texas motherfucker. Texas motherfucker.